This is the In Terms of Faith podcast. Here I am again. My name is Igor Rodriguez. And uh, the last four podcasts we've covered, or I've talked about, some of the conclusions I came uh, on the issue of uh, Does God Speak? Which also relates to decision making, uh, how should we act, and what should we wait for and not wait for when it comes to hearing the voice of God, what it is, what it is not. So those are the last four podcasts, or more specifically, the first four podcasts of the In Terms of Faith. Uh, I did receive some feedback, uh, nothing that, uh, no questions or agree, disagrees, just uh, a few comments and, uh, I guess, encouragement from other people. Uh, today I want to start a new, uh, a new topic. What I want to do now is look at some Bible verses that uh, we Christians sometimes read them out of context. It's easy to, uh, when reading a certain Bible verse, to somehow get it out of its context. The way our Bible is laid, with chapters and verses, which was something developed only later, uh, I'm not sure about the date, uh, this type of numbering is helpful, so you can find where you are, but can also be distracting, or throw some people off, and they read just the verse, instead of, uh, the paragraph, or the entire letter, or the entire uh, history that is uh, being mentioned. So what I want to do is look at some Bible verses that uh, I think people take out of context. And uh, as, you, as you know, and as you can uh, hear, I guess, I am driving, but I do have my bullet points on uh, my notes here. And uh, do not worry, I usually read them when I look at my uh, rear mirror and nobody's there. And I look up front and nobody's coming. So it's like almost like uh, looking at the radio station, just glancing through. And this is what I'm doing now. So the first verse I want to discuss is Matthew 7, 1, which says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Now, this verse is used a lot by Christians and also non-Christians. Um, and uh, somebody said that uh, maybe, or it seems like, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, uh, used to be the most oft-quoted Bible verse. Now, it is Matthew 7.1, do not judge. Uh, and I think that uh, Matthew 7.1 uh, seems to be by far the most misapplied 
or misquoted verse in the Bible. So the way people uh, use this, apply this verse, Matthew 7, 1, uh, is usually in the context of, uh, so do not judge, aren't we all sinners? What gives, what gives me or what gives you the right to make moral judgments about someone else? Isn't that God's job? So let's not judge anybody. So my conclusion or that I will defend, I'm going to give up front, and then I'll support it, is that in this passage, not only this verse only, in this passage, Jesus condemns hypocritical judgments only, arrogant condemnations, uh, usually with disdain or condescension. But not all judgments are hypocritical judgments. So not all judgments are condemned by Jesus uh, in this passage. So Jesus was not saying uh, that we should not make moral judgments in any sense. Eric J. Bargerhoff, uh, he says, quote, quite the, quite the opposite. Jesus was explicitly rebuking the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, who were quick to see the sins of others, but were blind and unwilling to hold themselves accountable to the same standard they were imposing on everyone else. The measuring stick they used to measure the lives of others will be the same measuring stick held up against their lives by God himself. Greater judgment is reserved for the one who has purposefully overlooked his own mammoth sin while pointing out the smaller sins of others. That's what Eric Bargerhoff says. And I'll, I'll put all my references on the description of the podcast uh, later. And uh, so the point of this passage and what uh, uh, Bergerhoff is saying uh, imagine a father approaching his teenage daughter and the way she uh, is dressed uh, when she goes to the mall to meet her friends. So her father talks with her about modesty, about propriety, and the way she's dressed, which is appropriate, which is right, uh, uh, teaching uh, his young daughter how to properly dress up. So this is right, no problem with that. But as soon as the daughter the daughter leaves and goes to the mall. The dad goes to the computer, goes to the internet, and start starts looking at pornography. That is a type of behavior that Jesus condemns. That's the type of behavior that Jesus saw. Uh, with the Pharisees, the same uh, uh, 
the measuring stick that the Pharisees were using to judge others, they themselves could not be held accountable, could not measure up to that same uh, standard they were putting on other people. And that's the example with the father uh, looking at pornography, but at the same time, raising the standard for his daughter and the way she dresses. Uh, this is a hypocritical judgment, and that's what Jesus uh, is doing on that passage, or condemning, condemning on that passage. I think one of the dangers, especially when Christians use this passage, is that sometimes they may, they may use Matthew 7, 1, as a shield for sin, uh, like a, a barrier that allow us, the Christians, to justify living as we please, uh, without any regard for moral boundaries, without regard to accountability. In other words, I don't. I know I don't measure up to what I'm about to say uh, from that, that other Christian, so I won't judge. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, that's the way some Christians use this verse. They excuse others from their wrongdoing because they know that they are not... Uh, trying to overcome uh, the sin. They use that verse as a shield for sin. I don't want to address somebody else's error because I myself don't want to change. I myself don't want to be held accountable uh, from, what I, from, what I, from what I'm exposing uh, from other Christians, from my Christian fellow or fellow Christian. But, we should, as Christians, we should not avoid accountability and responsibility for personal actions. After all, that's what God calls us. God calls us for a holy life. A life of repentance. A life of changed behavior. A life of holiness. So let me uh, let me read the entire or a, a longer section of uh, this passage. This whole passage starts uh, is part of the Sermon on the Mount that um, starts in Matthew five. It's part of that. So Matthew seven from one to five. It's a big chunk that uh, I would like to read. So it says, verse 1, Matthew 7, 1, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, 
Let me take a speck out of your eye. When all the time there's a blank in your own eye, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And what I think is great is, the, is verse 5. Uh, just to be clear that Jesus is condemning a hypocritical type of judgment, he says, you hypocrite. And then Jesus gives two steps. First, remove the plank out of your own eye. So first, be holy. First, look at your own life. But don't stop there. Then, you will see clearly, to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So there are two commands there. Look at your own life. Clean your life. And then help others. And then remove the speck from your brother's eye. So it's not about do not judge at all. Do not make any moral judgments. The point of the passage is do not make hypocritical judgments. So Jesus is not suggesting that we have no right to make moral judgments. What he addresses is hypocrisy. Now, Jesus, of course, prohibits this type of uh, hypocritical judgment that condemns others outright without first evaluating one's own spiritual condition and commitment to forsake sin. And that's the point. As a Christian, as I'm committed to forsake my sins, it's the first step, then I can help others. Uh, I can rightly judge others and help others. Uh, later on, in the same chapter, Matthew 7, 15-23, Jesus says that we should expose false teachers. How do we do that? By making moral judgments, sound judgments. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 5, verses 1 and 2, Paul uh, taught that we should exercise church discipline. How is church discipline exercised? By making moral judgments. By looking first, as Jesus says, looking at your own life, uh, making a commitment to forsake sin, and then helping your brother uh, exercise church discipline. This is mutual encouragement and account accountability to our fellow, uh, fellow brothers and sisters. Now, we cannot do this alone. Uh, we need each other. We cannot live our Christian life alone. We need each other to hold us accountable and to help us uh, live better, holier Christian uh, lives. We are to help one another in our struggle with sin. Um, James, brother of Jesus, in his um, letter, James chapter 5, 19 and 20, he says, My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over 
a multitude of sins. That's what we Christians should do. If a Christian, a fellow Christian, brother, sister, wanders off from the narrow path, we should go to them and help them. How can we do that? By making moral judgments, by presenting to that brother, to that sister, with love, the truth, in order to help them come back uh, to the path. Paul says in Galatians 6, verses 1 and 2, Brothers and sisters, this is Paul, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. When we make sound moral judgments, we are fulfilling the law of Christ. That's what Paul says. If someone, a Christian, a brother, a sister, makes a mistake, we're to help them. There will be times when fellow believers will wander off. All the Christians, out of love, will seek to come alongside uh, trying to bring him or her back. And uh, there are two kinds of judging that are actually commended in Scripture. So we saw that Jesus condemns hypocritical judgments, but that's not enough. There are two other kinds of judgments that the Bible commends. So the first one is judgments that are judicial in nature. Judges judge. That's what they do. Church discipline, the issue of church discipline, those are judicial uh, judgments, and uh, they are commended in Bible, in the Bible, the Scriptures. Uh, there's a model that Jesus gives about church discipline. Uh, you should go to a brother. If he doesn't listen, you should take somebody else with you. There's a whole uh, procedure for church discipline. And Paul also gives. Uh, Paul warns us, and that's Galatians 6, not to judge non-believers, but believers. The passage I just read, uh, Galatians 6, 1 and 2, Paul is saying that you should judge uh, believers, not non-believers. God will judge the world in his own time. So this whole matter of helping brothers and sisters, uh, that's a command by Paul. But, again, this covers brothers and sisters, believers, not non-believers. Paul says we're not judge uh, non-believers, but believers only. And the second type of uh, judging that are actually commended in the Bible are assessments or appraisals of what is right, what is wrong, wise, foolish, accurate, inaccurate. Matthew 7, 6, the same passage you're reading here, Matthew uh, 7, 1. Matthew 7, 6 says, Do not give what is holy to dogs. So in order to obey this command from Jesus, we have to make assessments or appraisals of right and wrong. Uh, what is holy? We are to judge. Who are dogs? We are, we are to judge. 
so this is a command from Jesus. Uh, Paul commands moral judgments. Ephesians 5.11 says, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So how can we obey what scriptures are saying? In this case, Paul, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. We have to make moral judgments to be able to discern what is, what are fruitless deeds of darkness. And we are to avoid them. But more than that, Paul says, rather expose them. Ephesians 5.11 have nothing to do the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And later on, the same passage, Ephesians 5.15, he says, Paul says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. To be able to live wise, we have to make uh, moral judgments. Those are commanded in the Bible, in the Scriptures. In John 7.24, Jesus said that these types of assessments should be done, quote, not according to appearances. So John 7, 24 says, Jesus says, stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. Jesus says that we should judge. We should judge correctly, not by mere appearances. So this whole idea of Matthew 7, 1, do not judge, uh, it's completely out of context. Uh, just by reading a few more lines uh, on that passage will support the idea that Jesus is condemning hypocritical judgment, not any type of judgment. And further, Jesus himself, in John 7, 24, says that we should judge correctly. He commands us not to judge by appearances only. Uh, Greg Kuckel, he, he says, he writes, quote, A judicial action, a factual assessment, a hypocritical arrogance. All these are judgments. Only the third is disqualified by Jesus, the hypocritical arrogance. The first two are actually virtues in their proper settings, therefore commended by Scripture. That's what Kuckel says. Um, anyway, so this is my idea or my uh, reading of Matthew 7, uh, 7, 1, especially the, the do not judge part. And to finish off here, uh, just a, a quick um, thought. When you are accused of judging, when you say somebody's wrong or something's wrong, and a fellow Christian says, you know what, you should not judge. My suggestion is ask that person, what is the definition of judging? And I bet your friend will give, will say that the definition of judging is thinking or saying that another person is wrong. If your friend says that, which I bet he will, then you can point that out to him or her. Isn't it wrong to judge someone for judging someone else? So this whole idea of not judge is, is completely wrong. 
text is taken out of context. And even when other Christians uh, accuse others of judging, uh, they themselves are judging. They themselves are using, uh, are falling to the same trap. Because they are telling that you are wrong when you judge. Uh, they, are, they are saying that you are wrong when you are saying that somebody else is wrong. So they are doing the same mistake you are doing. Uh, anyway, hope this helps. And again, uh, I look forward to comments, feedback, uh, questions, and further discussions or suggestions of things uh, that we might do together here in the podcast. Uh, you can reach me at in terms of faith at outlook.com. That's in terms of faith at outlook.com. And uh, I look forward to interacting with you. And uh, hopefully, you can subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. So, have a nice day, and I'll see you next time. Thanks.